Now entering the Lucid Life Vibes portal. Welcome to the podcast, the Lucid Life Vibes podcast. This is all about illuminated life vibrations, and I think we can all agree that nature is a vibration that we can all feel. There's something about nature, planet Earth, all forms of nature. And many have connections even to animals, the wild side of nature. And for me personally, it really is about life. Nature is life. All that wildlife growing and being. Nature is what is outside of the indoors. Everything outdoors is nature, really. Outside of, I guess, the concrete jungle. However, nature tends to grow up through the concrete, enjoying the concrete jungle. I know I've seen life growing where maybe it shouldn't be. And that goes for wildlife, the animals. It's everywhere. It's planet Earth. And it really is the natural state of planet earth is nature. If we didn't build anything, if we didn't separate ourselves out, right? Create the indoors or the fences, we would be one with nature all the time. We would live within nature. And many people do live in nature. Many of us really sense that harmony of self through nature. And when I dive deep into history and philosophy and even language and words, what I find fascinating is this tracking back, this rooting back of the word gods and goddesses. And this idea that gods and goddesses actually were the consciousness of nature, the netters, consciousness of nature, N-E-T-E-E-R, netter, and that our natural state of being is that oneness with nature as we are the consciousness of nature. And we are also depicted, humans, that that is, (laughs) humans are depicted as being the fabric of time and space, as well as the consciousness of nature, really feeling this oneness that you are with the universe and also planet Earth. So I really thought it would be perfect to talk about plant medicine to talk about what nature offers the human experience and how we can really tap in and tune into 
that larger part of us and connect with the universe and connect with nature through plant medicine, but also through our breath, there is this exchange, this air exchange with plants that provides us with oxygen. So if we're going to talk about plant medicine or nature and the benefits, there is this connection. There's this innate connection of living life and living beings here on this planet and throughout the universe. There's a connection, this oneness of life, and we can tune into this. And nature, the food that's growing, the trees, all life, even the animals, this connection that we have, we can tune into this innately. It's an innate connection that we have. There's no separation. And it's interesting. We can really feel this through our breath and we can feel this oxygen that we're breathing in and our lungs are this fractal pattern, which the peacock also has this fractal patterning. (laughs) And it's interesting how we are interwoven together and it's beautiful how it's all connected and we're all connected and I love nature and I love being the consciousness of nature. I spend a lot of time hiking and I I love the sun and the moon. I love the clouds and the sky. I love the stars and the universe. I love this blue-green planet Earth, the 70 to 90% water of the Earth and the atmosphere and the oxygen in this exchange that we have with the plants that provide us with this oxygen. And many of us have plants within our homes, and many of us also bring in other things like crystals and Himalayan salt rocks, and we create even lamps with these elements. Planet Earth creates this amazing playground, but there are salts, there are minerals, there are trace minerals, there are the same makeup within our body on the Earth. It is a wonderland and it's miraculous and it's so much fun to explore planet earth and the human body and how similar. And I just find it fascinating that the earth is 70 to 90% water and we are also 70 to 90% water and the crystals vibrate with the water in the earth and in our bodies in this exchange. So as we breathe the oxygen from the plants and the trees, ah, this in and out with the air, how it all works together. And then when you dive deep underground, the roots into this mycelium network that the fungi, the fungi kingdom is underneath our feet. The mycelium is the mushroom kingdom, the fungi kingdom, and it is the network under our feet 
that connects all of nature. The trees can speak to one another and nature can talk and communicate. It's amazing when you really peel back all of the layers of the human experience and then planet. And we are so connected. And then the healing frequencies that nature offers us. And when we step into nature and allow that healing frequency to wash over us. And then when we can tune in and and tap into the food, those of us who grow our own food, it's incredible, absolutely incredible. And the nutrients from the soil, the earth, the sun, the moon, this connectivity. And when we dive in even, even further, I mean, think about a cup of tea for me. I, I share this all the time. I, I am a living ritual. I don't have, I don't do things that are, that are labeled as being rituals or spiritual or spirituality. I don't even use those words or terminology. I live life. I, I am life and life is light and it is color. And I just live it. However, if there's anything that would be maybe defined as being a ritual, it'd be how I prepare my food and nourish myself and feed myself. And I healed myself with food. I eat my health. I eat my nutrients and my vitamins. And so for me, eating, caring for my body, really just connecting into myself, the meditative moments, self-knowing, all of that. There's so much that goes into self-love and self-care. And I do all those things. I nurture myself. I love myself. I parent myself. I allow myself to play. And planet Earth is my playground. And I really enjoy tapping in and tuning in to the nutrients that food offers and the vitamins and the minerals and all of it, all of it. I'm into life hacks and biohacks, these natural ways to prevent, even to heal. Now for me, it's prevention. However, there was healing. And I I went through seven years of healing my body from head to toe. I worked with top doctors. I know what it's like to heal my body from head to toe. And there are layers. There's mental, emotional, and physical And I really used plants and nature, not only to meditate, to clear the mind, to walk or to hike or to move, move out the energy, but also the oxygen, the frequency, the vibration, the human resonance, just being one with nature, even if it was just walking through the neighborhood or the local trail, the local nature preserve or park, and just getting out and breathing and maybe dog walks, whether it's in the morning sun or under the stars, enjoying those full moon moments, 
going out and breathing. The the moonlight is incredibly healing. We should all moon bathe. We should all moon bathe. Moonlight is amazing what it does for the body. And the sun is actually really good for you. Sunlight. One of the top healing doctors that I worked with enlightened me into going out in the sun before 10 o'clock in the morning. And you start with five minutes a day for the first week. And then you go to 10 minutes and then you work your way to 15. And then you could even go to 20 or 30 minutes if you would like. And that is going out before 10 o'clock in the morning and just allowing as much of your skin into the sunlight. Uh, not this tanning, not a suntan, no sunburning. I am a redhead. My eye doctor tells me I'm very close to being albino. I call myself translucent and I actually don't even burn in the sun. Now, if there's going to be an extended time in the sun, I do use some all natural coconut, um, uh, sun, some sunscreen that that's, that's good for me. And you can actually get out in that morning sun and allow your skin. I don't even know the scientific words that my doctor used at the time, but she said there was this time of transition that your, your skin grows accustomed to the sunlight and you soak in the vitamin D as well. And that you won't burn in the sun if you would do this, if you would allow this transition. So again, it's, uh, you start with five minutes a week, then 10, then 15, 20 or 30 if you'd like. The goal is to work to at least 15 or 20 minutes a day. And you start in the morning sun and allow your body this, this time of soaking up the sunlight. And again, you try to get as much skin into the sunlight. You can move. You don't have to lay there. You can do stuff in the sun. And that's what I do. And I don't burn. My skin doesn't burn. And I enjoy being out in the sun. And again, if I'm going to be out there for a long period of time, I definitely protect my skin with some all natural uh, protection there from the sun. However, there's so many things that we can do to be one with the, the earth force experience that we're having. And when it comes to this healing, again, even if it's just a cup of tea, there's so many healing teas. I mean, dandelions, I could go on and on about a dandelion, the roots, dandelion roots have so many healing qualities. I know for the blood and a lot of dis-ease in the body. And there's a lot of this relief of stress through plant medicine, even just a cup of tea. I talk a lot about having three Brazil nuts a day for magnesium and selenium. There, I just recently learned that papaya seeds are amazing for getting rid of parasites that walnuts and papaya seeds are amazing with eliminating parasites in your gut or your digestion. There are just, you know, when it comes to raw honey, it's limitless. And one of the suggestions with the, with the papaya seeds were to soak your papaya seeds in some raw honey. And then you could, you consume the papaya seeds soaked in honey and the parasites love the honey and they'll eat them and the papaya seeds will take care of those. (laughs) 
So there's so many things um, in nature, and it's this inner shaman, this innate guru within you. We all have this inner shaman that connected to the earth, but connected to you and this guidance. There's so many ways to soothe symptoms, to heal the body and the mind through nature and plant medicine. I love essential oils. I could go on and on and on about essential oils. I remember when I was attempting to quiet my mind and I would just sit in a dark room for 30 minutes with a light color changing oil diffuser and would put essential oils in there and just breathe the essential oils, but also on your body, amazing, amazing relief and healing for the body with essential oils. I mean, the therapy that takes place with your breathing with essential oils and a diffuser, really incredible. But then you add it, those essential oils, you know, like down your spine on your back or in your bath, really incredible. So there's so many forms of interacting with plants and it's innate for us. So when we talk about this idea of plant medicine, that should be our go-to medicine, our plants, elixirs, tinctures, oils for the body. The list goes on and on and on. All the healing, all the healing in and on your body and the frequency, the vibration. It's incredible. When you talk about frankincense, and this vibration of frankincense and what it can do for the body. One drop of frankincense on the top of your head, what that can do for you vibrationally every day is incredible. So when we talk about plant medicine, I think a lot of people immediately go towards cannabis and uh, mushrooms, which people call them shrooms these magic mushrooms, which we're really talking about psilocybin mushrooms. And it's interesting because there's a lot of different ideas around that. And then some hot potatoes, hot potato words, hot potato thoughts, uh, judgment. And then there's history around plant medicines. What is illegal? What is illegal? Um, I know, for example, in my town, cannabis is not legal. However, um, there is no, there are no criminal, it's been decriminalized. There's no criminal repercussions for a certain amount of cannabis now in my town. So I believe it is two ounces. An ounce is 28 grams, so two ounces, I believe, something like that, in my town is, it's decriminalized. You won't even go to jail for that. So I also know that mushrooms, psilocybin, are not even on drug tests, not for the military or for the government or drug tests in general. Um, again, I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me here. 
We're not having this scientific conversation. We're having just a conversation, a podcast here, a thought experiment around plants and nature and plant medicine. And this invitation to really see that we're connected and this idea of any kind of plant or nature being illegal is, uh, I don't know, moronic. <laughs> it's, um, it doesn't seem like I can even wrap my brain around it. It doesn't make sense really how something that is natural, how something is life, how can life be illegal? How can life be illegal? I don't believe life can be illegal. And so this is a vibrational conversation around dimensions. And when we talk about how we're ascending to a lighter, higher vibration or something is higher vibrational, well, it's the fact that if we're talking about a higher vibrational conversation, we're one with nature. We It should be innate that we interact with nature and we use all of that to benefit the human experience and who is to come in and deem what is legal and not legal and what should be used and not used. Now, if things are harmful, if things are poisonous, we should certainly be educated around that. We should certainly know. Well, let me just tell you, there are a lot of poisonous plants on planet earth that nobody is talking about because we don't interact with them. Some people do, but the majority does not. There's a lot of people that who have lost their lives due to consuming something toxic. So try being the, <laughs> the police of planet Earth and knowing what is what every little thing growing on planet Earth is. I mean, do we know this? No, we don't. There's so many jungles or so many rainforests. I mean, Antarctica is one of those things that we just are so unknown. There's so many unknown things on planet Earth. I mean, it's interesting to me because Paul Stamets, who is a mycologist and he's self-taught mycologist, he talks that we can all be mycologists by identifying fungus and mushrooms and they're regional. So if we haven't been to a region, there's a lot of fungi, fungus and mushrooms we're not going to know about. What do they say? We know 5% of our oceans, 5% of our oceans have been discovered or explored. There's a lot of planet earth. We don't know. There's a lot about life on planet earth. We don't understand. And it's interesting that when you look back in history, you can definitely see what's going on when it comes to certain things that were deemed illegal. And we're not going to talk about that here. We're going to talk about these benefits. And when cannabis was allowed to be explored, it was interesting that CBD oil was the first thing that came forward as, as medicinal, given the check the check mark as in we can all consume this CBD oil. The THC, however, not, not okay, not given the check mark, not given the green light. 
And I, for one, have seen what the CBD and even the THC has done for many people with seizures and different disease in their body. And when the CBD oils were given the green light to come forward, the healing that took place. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and then the stories of the places where cannabis was allowed to f- flow freely. They didn't have enough growers. The healing benefits were tremendous. And so I think the best way I can describe cannabis is, and first of all, you got to know that just like anything that grows, everything is different and there's going to be different types of cannabis. So there's an indica and a sativa. So a sativa is more the mind and the indica is more a body. So if you want to feel it more in your mind, go with the sativa feel it more in the body and indica. A lot of people say an indica is in the couch. It will send you in the couch, meaning it's heavy with your body. You can feel it in your body. And a lot of people talk about a sativa. You could do things with the sativa. They feel inspired with the sativa. It's more of a mind high. Now that's pretty general because it really depends on which type. And there's a lot of hybrids. Um, It's pretty amazing what people are able to grow with cannabis. Um, Amazing healing. And they can grow them for specific things. So that's a fun rabbit hole to go down. And when you're talking about an indica cannabis, you can really feel the pain relief in your body and the sleep that can occur. And we're talking this natural remedy for pain relief and sleep for a lot of people. And again, we're, I'm not a doctor. We're not making any kind of medical claims. I'm just sharing thought experiment through this podcast. The one thing about cannabis, I will say is it tends to soften the edges of life. It tends to soften what would feel like a harsh reality. However, I do know that cannabis is not the solution for a lot of people. And again, I'm not a doctor here, not making claims, but I do know when it comes to traumas, um, a lot of people that experience different traumas and a lot of people that, you know, within the military or these traumatic experiences that replay over and over and over again in the mind, a lot of times the cannabis is not the answer that a lot of times the cannabis can kind of be this numbing effect and can kind of feel this zombie effect, which I know that when we talk about pharmaceuticals and different avenues with pharmaceutical care and synthetics, that's one thing that people don't like is that zombie kind of feeling. And so I have heard from many people that cannabis does not assist them, that they do feel more zombie, that it's wonderful for sleep, but not for during the day. And I definitely can feel that and understand that. And that really opens the door for this conversation of psilocybin and this idea of mushrooms. So when you're talking about natural psychedelics, as in the mushrooms, the psilocybin, this is when 
you're really, again, not a doctor, not making a medical claim, medical claims here, but more of a mind opening, uh, opening to a new possible possibility, this opportunity to heal the trauma. And the mushrooms can offer a different experiment experience of where you're not softening the edges, where more of you're opening the door, you're opening to what is possible and also opening to what is in this now moment for you. Whereas in the psilocybin, whether it's a microdosing or maybe a one-time large trip experience to move through something, there very much can be an experience of an opening to something new and being able to leave the what has been behind. So I will say that when you're just looking at this idea of plant medicine when it comes to cannabis and mushrooms, which I think is a mainstream conversation. A lot of people are having this conversation. There are people that will do these heroic smoke a whole lot of cannabis or whatever. Maybe it's edibles with cannabis. Maybe it's the gummy bears. <laughs> Maybe it's brownies or cookies or whatever form of cannabis this is that the cannabis can be this good night's sleep and it could be this weight lifted the softening of the edges however a lot of times again it's more of this numbing effect or for some people the zombie or they're just they're not moving through it it might soften things they might sleep a little bit better but not moving through it where this idea of psilocybin and this idea of mushrooms, the psychedelics can really offer even on a microdose basis, this opening to something new, this, Oh, the sun is shining. Oh, this is a smile on my face. Oh, because something really is happening in the mind with the, the psilocybin with the psychedelics. There's this opening and it's interesting because lion's mane mushroom is, is not a magic mushroom. A lion's mane you can buy at your grocery store. Um, lion's mane mushroom is amazing when it comes to the brain. This mind-opening mushroom that is lion's mane's mushroom. And everybody can grow lion's mane. Everybody can. That's not illegal. And it's amazing for the brain. So there are a lot of mushrooms that are legal and you can buy at your, your local farmer's market or a local grower or at a grocery store that are incredible for you. So good for the mind and the body. There are amazing different tinctures and teas and remedies that are legal that are medicinal, all the ways that plants can assist and heal or prevent. I mean, our food, <laughs> if you would just see your food as plant medicine. <laughs> um, absolutely. 
But when you do add on this idea of going further into the plants and knowing more and learning more, this inner shaman coming to life within you, there is, there is healing. There, there is knowing, and you can connect with this consciousness of nature. You can connect with being the universe. And when you talk about microdosing, you're talking a very small amount. So if you're talking microdosing of mushrooms, you're talking 0.1 to 0.3. Some people talk about microdosing mushrooms as being one gram. Well, that's, that's a fairly large trip depending on what kind of mushrooms you have. And that's a whole nother conversation is what type of, what type of mushrooms do you have? Some are more potent than others. Some offer a different experience than others, just like cannabis. So even if you know whether you have a sativa or an indica with cannabis, there's still so many hybrids and types. They're going to do different things. You might like one and not not really care for another one. They offer a different experience depending on which type. And there's names for these. There are also so many apps when it comes to cannabis <laughs> that you can ask questions about because it's so mainstream now and it really, it, it's now decriminalized in so many areas. And I think, I believe it's illegal in many other areas now as well. And as it should be, as it should be. And when you talk about microdosing this cannabis and you don't need much, very small amounts. So this idea that everybody is stoners or you're just sitting around being lazy, doing nothing with cannabis. That is not true at all. That's not true. I know a lot of creative people and artists and creators that enjoy microdosing cannabis and they, they utilize cannabis in their life and it is a benefit to them and they create and they thrive and many people come to life and they're able to take back their life. And one thing that I love about plant medicine is the plants will speak to you. There's an interaction. They'll tell you, they'll talk to you. There's guidance. There's an innate guidance and you can connect to that and know what's right for you. I know that when it comes to mushrooms, they just speak to you and, and you know what's best for you. You know, and, and some people, a microdose, a very small amount goes a very long way. And that's another thing is that people have different tolerances. I mean, I've met so many people that do not care for cannabis and they love mushrooms and their tolerance to mushrooms is incredibly high. And then I know some people that can barely take any mushrooms and they fill it, but yet <laughs> cannabis is their thing. Everybody's different. Everybody's response. And some people don't care for any of it. A psychedelic experience. You can absolutely microdose and it can be undetectable. You can take such a small amount of mushrooms that you don't detect it. You don't feel it, but you still have this mind opening experience. 
you're still, you're still experiencing the benefit without having to trip, without having this psychedelic experience. And the same with cannabis, same with cannabis. So there very much is something to this micro dosing movement, whether it's cannabis, whether it's mushrooms, or let's just say Brazil nuts, three Brazil nuts a day. That's a microdose. <laughs> You're not eating the whole bag. Three. Think about that. Think about the things in life that you microdose and think, think about the things maybe you go all in and have a big old trip and an experience. That's kind of what it's like with plant medicine. Whether it's a small dose or a large dose, whatever's perfect for you, you'll know there's this interaction that you have, this gut instinct. And there's also so much guidance. There's so much guidance. I mean, it's amazing how many other podcasters talk about it. I mean, Joe Rogan is known for having these conversations about, about all of it, about all the experiences. And he loves a good psychedelic experience. There are many people that microdose mushrooms and never have a large trip experience. And the same goes, there's some people that have a, a once a year or a once in a lifetime, a large trip experience and never microdose. There's not a one size fits all. It's totally different than this idea of, you know, some people talk about this protocol, 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 the subscription, you know, the prescription, like what's the protocol? What's the prescription here? Like you got to subscribe to something. You don't. You can go with the flow. How do you feel? What are you feeling about it? So I think when we're talking about plant medicine, it's everything. It's everything. It's not just the cannabis and the shrooms. It's not, it's not just the weed, the pot, right? The potheads, the, it's not that. And, you know, it's interesting because the same goes for, you know, I love having a good hot toddy. I mean, if you have congestion or cold in the wintertime, especially, you can make yourself a hot toddy with some whiskey and some honey and lemon. Honey is so beneficial and healing to the body. And people make mead out of honey. You can ferment honey. I believe it takes about eight or nine months and you can make this incredibly potent, potent mead. And the alcohol content on that, the fermenting of the mead is insane. I've had some really strong mead. Some people, when they brew their kombucha, they, they get some alcohol going on there. They get a little alcohol in their kombucha, but the mead, the honey... Ooh, wow. So strong, so strong. So when we talk about plant medicine, I think it's a much larger conversation than people sitting around getting high, smoking a joint. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's about, you know, somebody with a bag of shrooms. 
I think that is the narrative and the default that people want us to default to. And this whole idea of who's a stoner and who's a not kind of thing. And that's not what plant medicine is about. I mean, for me, plant medicine is the oxygen. It's the cup of tea. It's the food I'm eating. It's all of it. It's all of it. And I think it's time that we can have these conversations about all the healing benefits of nature and how we're connected and that there doesn't have to be this what's legal and what's illegal that let's talk about it and let's educate ourselves and let's know about nature and let's be one with nature. It should be our go-to. This should be a need for all of us. And so I think it's time to invite all of our inner shamans to just step forward <laughs> and to have fun and to play with plant medicine and for, for it to be a common part of life and for us to have these discussions on a daily basis. I think we should be able to talk about the healing benefits of all plants. And I think that cannabis and mushrooms should be part of that conversation And I'm excited to be able to talk to people about that. I want to be one of those people. And I know that in Colorado, Proposition 122 is opening the door for people to grow mushrooms. And they can already grow cannabis. And healing centers will be allowed soon in Colorado as well to really be able to assist with mushrooms and that meditative part that goes with the mushrooms and be able to assist with this healing, coupling the meditation and the mushrooms together. And I think that's beautiful and I'm excited about that. I would love to hear from you guys about plant medicine. I would love to know what you want to know. Do you want, do you want to know more about mushrooms and microdosing? Do you want to know more about cannabis? What do you want to know about? I would love to hear from you.